Hi everybody. I am Sakshi and I'm Nathan and welcome to the Leo Lens podcast. Yay! Yay, snaps all around. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and preemptively apologize for the audio. This is both episode 1 and we are both going through a bout of campus flu. So luckily no covid here but Coughs and sneezes all around. Coughs and sneezes trying to kill us. Cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria, all that. So, Sakshi, what do you want to talk about today? I don't know. I feel like we should introduce ourselves and then rant like we always do. Deal. Okay. Yeah. You go first then. What's your name? Who are you? Why are you in my room? Um, so I'm Sakshi. I am a senior. And fun fact, you guys, Nathan and I are actually both seniors at the Ohio State University. Trademarked the now. Exactly. Much to the disdain of everyone else in America. Um, so I'm a senior and I am in this room right now because I am recording this podcast with my friend. No, let's talk about, let's talk about how this podcast came into being so yeah. that people understand the podcast, why it's called uh-huh. the Leo Lens okay. podcast. Let's what do it. What is it, huh? So, um... I also just don't know where you want to start, because this can go way back. Yeah, so I, I feel like for me... Uh-huh. So, Nate, let's start, so Nathan and I became friends through a class that we both were uh-huh. very passionately failing. Uh-huh, very... And, like, I don't know passionate's the word, but definitely struggling. Struggling. I think it was passionate because it was like I knew it wouldn't count, so I was just like, fuck this class, and like I... For me, I was like, I don't care. But anyway, we were struggling. Yes. We were failing, but our friendship was, I don't know. That's how Growing. that's how we became friends. Yeah. It wasn't just us two, though. We were in a whole, we were pop, a whole, group. whole group chat yeah. to try to not die in this weed-out course yeah. for our major. And this was during COVID, so I think we all were Peak great. Peak COVID, Peak yes. COVID. So we all were great support to each other because mm-hmm. we all um, cried together, laughed together. All through the struggle that was this horrible two-semester class. Two-semester, but man, not in person at all. Not in person. I don't think I met any of you in the group chat in person until a soccer match a year after the group chat formed. Yeah, but I was in... I met Nathan at a party that we all decided to throw so that everybody in the group met. Yes. And then we happened to live next to each other and we became friends. Yeah. And the joys of college life, it's a walkable city, so exactly you can just be like, come get Chipotle. Exactly. And then Nathan and I became friends, and then we continued being friends, and then Nathan and I realized that we absolutely love talking. Yeah. Nothing better. Nothing better than talking. We would you could start us off with talking about math class and in ten minutes Nathan and I could be discussing geopolitics and we almost certainly geopolitics with nathan involved almost not even almost it is geopolitics and then we were like hey wait a minute this could be something and i always wanted to start a podcast and i want to do it with someone i love talking to and someone who loves talking as much as me and then nathan and i were like let's do it let's do it Let's do and it. And it fits. If you haven't picked up already, we're both Leos. I'm a July Leo. I'm an August Leo. So we're balanced out. I know there's some people who are coming as when we were sharing the initial coming soon post and they're like, July Leos aren't real Leos. Yeah. 
But no, we're balanced out. Yeah, we got... we're a good Leo power combo, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, very talkative Leo, so yeah. work. I believe I texted you literally, no background information. Someone is going to be the center of attention. Might as well be me. Yeah. I just texted you that yesterday. Yeah, I feel like if this podcast were to have a brand identity, it would literally be that statement. Yeah. We are the center of attention of our own lives and the center of attention of your life as you're listening to yeah. this podcast. We're right sucking now. you in. We are. We're, yeah. Sorry, that was a break we took for me to cough so that I don't disturb you with it. Yeah. What do you think, real quick, I'm going to sidetrack us per usual. Of what course. do you think campus flu is? Because I have my theory. So I think campus flu is like, I think in general, summer is like a more, is a season where you have more contact with people because like you're having summer parties, you're going mm-hmm. swimming, la la la. And I feel like you, even if you have like the slightest of sickness, it spreads. And then once everybody's back on campus and we're like socializing, mm-hmm. it just spreads. Yeah. And the dorms certainly do not help. They don't. And I feel like, you know, you're touching the same things mm-hmm. and you're like sharing drinks or whatever. And then it just, it spreads like wildfire. And I think that's why everybody's going to the doctor. True. And I think that's why CVS is always out of medicines. I was there. I was at, we went, I went to Target this morning uh-huh. for just my weekly shopping trip. And I was going down the CVS built. Is it CVS inside? Yeah. yeah, it is a CVS. CVS yeah. inside the Target, and you just walk up to the cold and flu section. Mm-hmm. Completely empty. Yeah. Picked over by everyone. No, literally. Except like the few things where it's like suspiciously that no one has touched. Yeah, you just know it's flu season on campus. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's good. You know, I think this beautifully transitions to our next to what I want to talk about today and I think this is so random but I think for some reason the flu on campus has sort of given me the time to like reflect on what it means to be a senior and sort of what the rush feels like when you come onto campus like yeah it's been a great year for yeah we're finally post-covid so it feels like the first time we're kind of actually in college since our freshman year literally because i i feel like you know i feel like like everywhere when you're a senior everybody's like oh my god like have the time of your life enjoy this to the best of your ability but i feel like somewhere that advice turns into pressure like if you come oh 100 yeah and i feel like what's unique this time is that you know last year we all went all out in mm-hmm. our junior because we had been suffocated for so long in our yeah. houses and then we went all out during our junior year and I feel like coming back as a senior it's sort of been interesting balancing the whole advice thing about like mm-hmm. oh you should be a senior enjoy but also finding the time to do things that I want to do mm-hmm. on a more like on a quieter note because I didn't do those things last year because I went yeah. all out well in senior year especially for college versus high school is even more interesting because you don't have just, you know, oh, what college are you going to? But you have so many different paths yeah. you can take afterwards. Like, I'm going to grad school, hopefully. Yeah. You're going to go into industry. Yeah. So many different paths. So many cities in America. There's, like, all five of the ones people move to. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like when you're in high school and you're going to college, you know you're transitioning 
from one support system to the other. Like you yeah. know that in college you're going to have your professors to guide you. You're going to be like for most people you're going to be in a dorm yeah. in your freshman year at least. I feel like when you're transitioning um you know from like a senior to someone who's in the real world all of a sudden you have all these choices. Like you're looking at your friends a different way in your yeah. senior. You're like is this someone I see myself being friends with because you know you mm-hmm. can you know that the choice is up to you to sort of maintain that relationship after college or not you sort of redefine your relationship with the place you go to college and yeah. like you know the city you're living in right now you're like do i see myself coming back here and then you know that like that affects where you go out like it yeah. just starts affecting everything and you don't realize this until it just comes and hits you in the face yeah and you mentioned the going out like so many people like you know, you have friends go Chicago, New York, DC, LA, Miami. Some people go Air National, this yeah. and the other. It's just you very quickly hit from like the growth from like high school to college is like most people go in your general area. Yeah. But then you go from there and all of a sudden you get people worldwide. Yeah. Going everywhere. It's it's something. I feel like I feel like for me personally, I feel like senior year the pressure should like die down a little bit like i feel yeah. like the whole live out your senior year thing i think they should show both sides of it because you know when once you get a job or whatever like once you're yeah. done with college yes you don't have the time to like go to parties you know it's like the quote it's like it's not alcoholism yeah. until you don't graduate yeah but it's like it's not only just that like you're not going to have your friday afternoons to do mm-hmm. Like, whatever. You don't have your Monday mornings to meditate or something. Like, you don't have... Like, you don't have all those noisy moments, yes. But you also don't have the time for all those quiet moments. But you do now have money. You do have money. You do have money. Except me. Grad school will not have money. But Nathan, money doesn't buy time. Arguably, it does, though. It does, I guess, if you're rich enough. Yeah. There's a scale there. There's a scale there. Yeah. But it's it's been interesting. I've been enjoying it. I have to, yeah. Lots of football. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was really fun. It was. I say as if I stayed the entire game. Mm, nobody does. No. Mm-mm. No. Especially not when absolute blowout. Yeah. I, just, I stayed for Timmy Trumpet and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was good. Went out before the game. I don't do fun. that a lot. I do, actually. I know you do. Yeah. And it's like, every time I go out, it's just like, enjoy this, because it's mm-hmm. the last time, or it's the second last time, and I don't like that feeling. No. Like, I feel like every time you're doing something, you're having a moment in your senior year, your brain's just like, enjoy this. You, you probably won't have this again. Sure. I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm a bit weird in that, in that I think COVID made me weirdly existential. Yeah. Not in a dying way, but in yeah. a missing out on college way so i remember sophomore year especially spring semester Mm -hmm. i was awful with that yeah i was like taking sad boy walks at after dark it was i can totally see you doing that right me being dramatic of course but now i just feel a lot better with just being done and just kind of enjoying things yeah i think for me personally it's because i finished the lsat that's uh Law school admissions test, the big test you take to see which law school you go to. Mm-hmm. As, now that I'm done with that, I feel like I can enjoy my college versus the previous three years. That was always on my mind. Yeah. As a threat. Yeah. 
for me, on the other end, it's... You're the inverse now. I'm the inverse. Because yeah. I feel like... I feel like when you're joining any industry as a college grad, you sort of start... You feel you start feeling the pressure in your senior year. Like, you mm-hmm. know you're going to feel it. And it sort of builds up throughout the years. Like, you start yeah. your research little by little. But then your senior year, like, damn. Like... And it's it's also weirder because all of a sudden you 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 know you're hit with this realization that you don't necessarily need to be doing what you thought you should be doing. Yeah, which is really rough feeling senior year. Yeah. When you probably absolutely cannot change your major. Yeah, yeah, because it's like oh I majored in thing A, but do I want to do thing A anymore? I can do thing B because technically I'm gonna have a degree. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It is kind of amazing how much in the real world your specific degree doesn't matter a whole lot. Exactly. Like, really at all. Yeah. Minus like professional doctorates and like engineering probably. Do you think that helps though? Like for you personally, do you think that realization makes you feel more liberated in the sense of like, whoa, I can actually do whatever I want? Or do you think it adds pressure to be like, oh my god, all of a sudden I have like 55 choices instead of 5, what should I do? I kind of like it because, like I said, I'm going to grad school, I'm going to law school afterwards for my JD. Yeah. I kind of like that, the way I view that path for me is that, you know, you could get JD, I'd be Mm -hmm. perfectly happy going into, um, preferably like corporate litigation. Yeah. And like, you know, civil law. Mm -hmm. But then, I also view it kind of as like, Getting a degree in reading the rule book of life. Yeah. Like, very, like, Monopoly. Yeah. Game of life type. Like, you're now the one who knows how to hold the rule sheet. Yeah. So if I do decide to go into real estate or Mm -hmm. go into entertainment or this, that, the other, I just kind of have a better grasp of the world. And I like that. I think that kind of still applies to undergraduate. Yeah. And I think what makes this even more layered is that for the first time this is a decision you'll make that you can't necessarily blame another person for yeah like i feel like for a lot of us like you know they're like our parents pay our tuition to a certain extent if we're lucky or like completely whatever your situation may be but you still know that you have to like study something that's Mm -hmm. stable that looks good on paper that's like a great resume builder yeah so as i was saying again that was our second cough break yeah we're only up to two we're 15 minutes into i kind of thought we'd have to pause and break more for this it's going pretty good that's not bad no i'm glad i'm proud of us maybe yeah go team yeah go team but as i was saying you know so when you make a decision at this age like whatever you decide to do you're like oh my god if i decide to go to grad school or if Mm -hmm. i decide to like take a job in this industry this is my decision yeah you can't blame it on you a can. high school counselor. Yeah, you can't blame it on the counselor. You can't blame it on your parents. You can't blame it on any external influence, actually. No. Like, even if you watch a TikTok video, it's your choice that you decided to take that TikTok video's advice. Yeah. You know, so it's... I think this is, like, a weird moment where people realize that they have power over their lives, but that power is scary. Yeah. It's kind of like if you've seen the meme post where it's like, when you suddenly gain consciousness at the age of three, yeah, it's like a second gain of consciousness. Yeah. Now. Yeah. You're like, oh wait, my actions are my own. Yeah. 
And yeah, that's scary. And it's a more influential gain of consciousness, I feel. Yeah, because you're not doing much at four. Yeah. You're conscious, but I always wonder when, like, kids go to the zoo and they're, like, really kids, like, baby kids. It's like, this is probably nice. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's like, well, does it really do much for them? I don't know. I don't know. It entertains them, at least, I guess. Not everything is for the memories. Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely weird, but... You also get people who, it's weird how different advice can be. Mm -hmm. I was in class this week, and a guy was talking about how he went to the career fair. Yeah. For our major. He's like, oh, it was so good, this, that, the other. And I'm like, oh, I, I didn't go. He's mm -hmm. like, well, why not? I'm like, because I'm going to law school. Like, there's not really a connection there. I'm, you know, pre-law, we have our own little thing going. We have our own community. We know what we're doing. Well, yeah. We know what we're doing in respect to what we need to do. Yeah. Maybe not how to do it well. But we're doing our own thing. Yeah. And he's like, but no, but like, there's law firms there. And like, shake their hand and make those connections. Like, my man, me having a connection at some consulting firm who happens to have a legal department does nothing for you. For grad school. Yeah. Especially because law schools are very, they like to say they're comprehensive. But yeah. But it's very much LSAT and GPA. Yeah. Heavy. So it's like. Isn't that like everything? Like they say they're comprehensive. I feel like undergraduate's fairly comprehensive. Like if you have, I'm gonna, this will be somewhat controversial, a bad GPA. Like yeah. 3.0. But you're like. That's bad. Sure, we'll call it bad for three. Okay. But like that and not a great SAT, ACT score. But then you're like, but I was captain of this, that, the other in varsity. I did this extracurricular. I volunteered. I was an Eagle Scout. Blah, 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 blah. I feel like that really gets taken into account. Yeah. Versus grad school, you're like, oh, I had a bad GPA, but it, I was just so busy all the time with all these clubs. They're like, wow, that's tragic. Denied. Yeah. 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 The balance is definitely different when yeah. you come to college. That's so true. Well, and also it's so weird with how colleges handle grades. That's so true. Like, we, the school we're at, they're very uptight about, you do not get a 4.0. Yeah. I don't know anyone here who has a 4.0. I know two people who got to junior year yeah. with a 4.0, but they no longer have a 4.0. Of course. No one here graduates 4.0 GPA versus, oh, my sibling goes to a fairly elite college, 4.0 is across the board. Yeah. Because they go and be like, okay, now, you're, now you go off to grad school, mm -hmm. that's expected. Yeah, that makes so, sense. It makes sense. It makes sense kind of why ours doesn't, but it's still a bit rough and that's different. Yeah. I'm also complaining personally because I just... Come on, curve. I feel like we can sense that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, hasn't everyone had the time where it's like, I've genuinely had multiple semesters. Yeah. I think two, I guess, a couple, where I would have had a 4.0 GPA. Uh-huh. But I had a, like a 92, like a 93% above is a full A. Okay. 4.0 A. Yeah. I had like a 92. I think literally last year I had like a 92.89%. 
Yeah. And I'm like, professor. Yeah. I'm going to grad school. Mm-hmm. Like, this will just that much help my GPA. Mm-hmm. It costs you nothing. Like, please. Like, pulling out all the stops to try to convince them. Like, I had, fu- I ha- had full attendance. I did every assignment. I never missed assignments. You know, office hours, extra contributions, everything. Yeah. Sorry, if you read the syllabus, we do not curve at all. It's like 0.11 percentage points. I hope that math was right. I... Who knows? I'm doing... Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, come on, please just curve those. Yeah. And what's what's weird is that they put all this pressure on you to, like, get grades and, like, have this perfect GP and everything. But then also at the same time, when you interact with people outside of college or when you have experiences outside of college... No you realize exactly you realize that nobody cares about that 0.1% or whatever it was they care more about what you did on the outside immediately after your first job no one will ever care about your GPA again i don't even i honestly think that your GPA only matters for even getting the first job cuz when you're in that first yeah. job and if you're not able to do something or you are they're not going to be like oh my god, he got a 3.4 GPA, it totally pans out that he could, like, print yeah. this document for me. They really don't have an otherwise good frame of reference for how well you'll do in a job before yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And then, again, this, this whole grade thing, is also what makes senior year interesting because I think for a lot of people, we all have had some sort of, like, if your industry requires it, of course. Some mm-hmm. of us have had work experience between our junior year and our senior year. Yep. And you to- like you really realize how much grades do not matter. But then all of a sudden, you come from that whole situation over your summer break into school. And you're like, am I a student? Am I like someone who's joining the workforce next year? Like it's, it's just like how can you expect people to take this college curriculum seriously when yeah. you know you're just throwing them out into the real world in less than what six months how, how no yeah yeah like okay Some, more than so, six something months along the lines. yeah less but you get what i'm year. saying like yeah how do you expect people to take this seriously and then also be like wow i'm earning this like yeah. living and now i'm an employee like yeah I, I wish college was... I, I feel like there should have been a fifth year where we were sort of allowed to take just whatever we wanted. So, some colleges do. I know my sibling's college does. His college, yeah. they don't have majors. At all. That's so cool. They just have, like, you need, like, what is it, 120 credit hours to graduate? Uh-huh. You do that, uh-huh. and then you're set. Yeah. So, they just take general classes that interest them... And mm-hmm. that would generally, like, you know, this topic interests you, here's a progression you can take. Yeah. But it's not like they don't have core gen eds to take. They don't have specialization courses. Yeah. They just kind of go with the flow and enjoy themselves, which I think could be really nice. Yeah. But I think I see that only working at those types of elite colleges, though. Because, no offense, I've met quite a few people here where I think... They weren't given any instruction on what to do. Yeah. They would only take, like, 1,000-level gen ed intro to 
the solar system classes. I, mean, I don't know why I said that. That was, my yeah. that was one of my favorite courses here. Yeah. But, like, just gen ed, like, really boring surface level stuff. Yeah. And they would never progress beyond that. Yeah. And I think, I also think that that whole experience of, like, not having to choose a specific major is only, apli- like, applicable when you have... Shut up, Nathan. It's only applicable when you have classes that are so intensive that you learn enough to like apply it on a job outside of college and what i mean by that is if you are taking like art classes or history classes or whatever that is like their curriculum is so extensive just in that one class then you're okay because you know you're coming out of college with a certain level of expertise yeah and you're a well-rounded citizen yeah 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 but i feel like if you go to a college like ours where they like sort of try to break curriculum up into like different difficulty levels mm-hmm. based on your major your minor and everything then you sort of need a structure to be like i want to pick this and i want to yeah. continue studying it over the next four years yeah and we're a bit weird with our degree because we have gen eds yeah but then the core classes we all have to take yeah that's one of the classes we met in yeah but then we're in different specializations despite being the same degree yeah but different like the last basically a minor course in that yeah it's it's definitely a lot it's definitely everything and anything all at once sort of thing this reminds me of that movie yeah anything everywhere all at once yeah i feel i feel like that's senior year in one statement literally (laughs) right that movie yeah just no just like that i haven't actually but just the title what Uh is it everything everywhere all at once that's senior year in a nutshell i think we need to have you watch this movie after this podcast we after we finish filming because Uh, things things get a bit crazy in that movie oh no i'm not talking about the whole storyline just the title like i feel like it sort of brands yeah one senior year there's a lot going on all at once but looping everything back nathan yes how do you think you know with like having gone through COVID. Yes. Everybody having gone through COVID. Everybody... Side note, let me add, just because I want to brag, I have still never gone COVID. We have, we've done surveillance testing where we got weekly testing and everything. Never caught it. Joe Biden, where is my gold star medal? P.S. P.S. You probably did get it and you were asymptomatic. So, like, That's... let's tone down that bragging a little bit, Nathan. No, because we had the testing. It never showed up. What if you had it in your sophomore year when you weren't testing Fair every enough. week? I do remember a week the when we found out as students COVID was disrupting our lives it was spring break. Yeah. I was I was watching Knives Out, uh-huh. sipping my latte. Yeah. And everyone's like, spring break just got extended. Everyone was so excited back then. I was not. But that next night, my mother started coughing. My mother. My mother. And we literally locked her in her room. Oh my god. We would like put, put food under the door. We locked her in her room and then we went downstairs and watched The Death of Stalin. Lovely. Back to regularly scheduled programming, I guess. Anyway, so yeah. So, going through COVID, you were saying. I was saying. Yeah. Having been through COVID and like having had this experience, I guess, where we all sort of went crazy in our junior year and now we're toning it back a little bit. Having been through... I feel like TikTok is also sort of romanticizing the idea of taking time out for yourself, 
you know being able to maintain these two identities where you do things by yourself and then also you can like you can be extroverted and you can be balanced you know yeah like having all these global themes i feel mm-hmm. and being a senior with all that pressure how do you think seniors or rather anybody who's been through this experience can like navigate this journey like sort of find the balance to be themselves to um take the advice but also find the time for themselves for their activities parties blah 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 everything how do you do it uh how do i do i don't um <laughs> i think the people who frankly struggle most with that is the young the underclassmen of college now because mm. they were in high school then that's so true i think high school was really the time you can not find yourself because if you're a high schooler listening well, i'll be the first to tell you this these are not the happiest days of your These life. They are not. They are not. They're not. You are not. I know. Trust me. I was an edgy kid in high school. I say I did theater all four years, but of course, of course. But like, not the happiest days of your life. This is. It genuinely it matters in the moment. Yeah. The second you are handed your diploma on stage, you're out. Nothing matters. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's how I felt. No. See you never. See you never. Unfortunately, though, I see, like, high school people daily. Yeah, but, like, you know, for me, at least, I never went back to the physical building that was my high school. Like, I didn't want to walk through those corridors again, and I was just like, this isn't happening, Bestie. It it, it was a four-year fever dream looking back. Yeah, It doesn't feel real. It doesn't. It also doesn't feel real that high school was five years ago because we're 21. That's disgusting. Just made me feel old, but... Yeah, no, I've done that before where it's like, Oh, yeah, you remember, you know, what was it? Like, I think it was, like, the movie Tag or something. Yeah. I was talking about with friends, because we saw that in theaters together. We're like, it would be so cool if we did the annual Tag game like they did, and we'll always do it. And I was talking with them this week, and we like, yeah, that came out, like, almost eight years ago. Ew. It's like, well, you mean that was, like, freshman, sophomore year of high school? And they're like, yeah. Ew. years ago. It's like, ooh. That's horrible. Yeah. I don't feel like a different person, but... And you shouldn't. No. I feel like, you know, let's just like, like we always do, let's just create a tangent. Yeah. From, away from our senior year thing, I think the whole age thing is a very internet-based ideology. Uh, And the internet's made it so bad. It's, It's... I am so existential with, I'm only 21. Exactly. I feel like if I don't, I'm peak chronically online in that if I don't finish everything I want to do in life by the age of 30, I will look like the shriveled up, like, Spongebob's parents, or, like, the old lady who buys chocolate in Spongebob. Yeah. Like, I'll be old and disheveled and dead inside by 30. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, on that note, my mom actually said something very smart, and she said this to me when I was sort of ranting to her about, like, what's it been like being 21, and, like, what's it been being... In this adult phase, but I'm still in college, yes. sort of shit bullshit, she said something which people may consider controversial, but I still want to say it. Good. She said the only reason being 21 is considered an adult is because the government wanted to sell alcohol licenses Do you, okay. and make money. She said, actually, you're not an adult. You're not an adult till you're 25. You're still going to be as confused. You're still yeah. going to go through this. Your brain's not done even. Your brain's not done yet. So she was sort of, she said it to like soothe me and be Mm -hmm. like, stop. Like, don't put all this pressure on yourself just because you turned 21. But it's so true. 
Yeah. Like, have you seen those TikTok videos where it's like, you're 20 and then there'll be like an amazing aesthetic video at the background and then they'll be like, this is your decade to immen- like immerse yourself in travel and like find I- your friends and blah, 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 blah. And it's yeah. like, stop. Like, I'm just, yeah. this is not it. Like, you cannot possibly expect me to do all these things just because I turned 21. Especially not travel. I, like, I know. You see so many people in college, they're like, traveling to Venice, traveling to Greece. I swear, everyone traveled to those two places this year. And they post themselves, and like, all you did was go on a family vacation. Yeah. You just didn't include your parents in the picture. Exactly. I think over-romanticizing things has put so much pressure on this generation. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I think certain pressure is like, a lot of it is like, you know, I feel like it's, self-made like you know we put pressure on ourselves to like define ourselves because you're like oh you've entered adulthood what's your aesthetic who are you like as a person blah 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 but I feel like that also is because of all the romanticizing that we see on social media social media Hollywood I'll blame Hollywood specifically that's so true because circling back to what I said earlier Riverdale breaking news is not accurate for high school you know, no Netflix show. I'm saying this as someone who grew up in a different country. Fun yes. fact, you guys, that I should mention this. I wasn't raised in the U.S. I was raised in India. Yes. But I still grew up watching these American shows. Yeah, you had Cartoon Network. Yeah, we no had... No offense, I had, was a little shocked. We, please shut up. We had, like, all the same channels that you did. And, I, and in fact, Netflix India is way better than Netflix in the US. Do you have Hollywood and Bollywood? We have Hollywood and Bollywood, and we don't have so many companies, like, fighting for rights and stuff. So we have a pretty good selection. And growing up, I saw all these American characters, and, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, they had such developed bodies. Like, everybody looked like they'd just gone through it all. Like, they just knew what was happening, amazing, developed, beautiful, la, la, la. And then I came to college, and, like, Half of the guys I know are shorter than me. No offense. But like... I'm taller than you. You are taller than me, but you you know. Sure, I got you. You know, we know some people. Or we don't know some people. But I've seen that not everybody in college, and this is senior year of college, might I add, is still not as developed as all those characters on Riverdale. Well, and like, not just Riverdale, like every teenage show, like what's a quote-unquote teenage problems they show in the show? Yeah. At best... Or senior in college problems. Yeah. Like, relationships like that are never like that in high school. Yeah. The parties like that are never like that in high school. Yeah. None of it's accurate. I feel like that way, British productions are, I feel a little bit more accurate and like, capturing what happens. Like, sex education. Love that show. You need to watch sex education. Love that show. I know it's a niche. I think, I know it, like sort of focuses on a very niche topic but it still captures it accurately and in yeah. my mind you would much rather do that than like try to have everything but be good at nothing yeah you know so i think i feel like british like all the british content that's their netflix as it relates to like well teenagerish shows does a much sure. better job and like shout british listeners like they don't have the same like americans are very uptight you can tell me, especially if this is true from an outside perspective, like, if your teeth are not perfect and white to Mm-mm. an unnatural level, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. If your skin care, you know, if your skin isn't unnaturally poreless, 
it's bad. Yeah. We're very uptight about all of that. I think that both seeps into the shows we create and is developed by the shows we create. It's kind of a vicious cycle. That's so from true. From there, where it just kind of builds and builds on itself. And on the other hand, that's actually true, because on the other hand, you see all these TikToks where, like, people outside of the U.S., you see them celebrating and sort of making fun of their own journey, of how they grew yeah. from, like... You, have you seen that TikTok where it's, like, you don't look British, and then she, like, proceeds to put this concealer on her lips, and, like, she put, she makes, like, this high ponytail, and she does... Sure. Have you seen it? No, but was, was it, like, I just imagine, like, making, like, the, was it yeah, the chav yeah. makeup yeah. look? Yeah, yes. And it's like, all these people can openly sort of call themselves out yeah. for it and be like, I used to do this and now I don't. But it's yeah. funny looking back. And I, I feel like I haven't seen a lot of that when it comes to like American no. TikTok. Maybe I haven't seen it. Maybe it hasn't shown up on my For You page. My For You page is trash. Yeah. So I couldn't tell you. But I feel like growth and like embarrassment and just stuff like that yeah. is captured a lot more for like people who weren't raised in the U.S. as compared to, or, like, immigrant families. You know, yeah. like, um, what's the show? Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Sure. They show her, they show the main character, Davy, going through all these different phases. Yeah. And she is a person of color. She is, like, her family has immigrated from India to the okay. U.S. And I, I feel like all these different backgrounds, I, they are much, they are more captured in terms of, yeah. like, oh, you know, you grow and you realize this and you have this journey and i feel like on the other hand of the u.s everything is just like a little romanticized like riverdale quite literally the opening episode is there i think it's their sophomore year back to school and it literally opens with the line when did archie get hot because he literally just it opens of the show oh six pack yeah now he's six two six pack you know everyone's 25 looking it's like yeah. that doesn't happen yeah it's a day-by-day growth type of deal yes and yeah. y- you know so like it's like why does american media sort of expect all these stages to happen at a certain age for each and every person like oh when you come back from say your sophomore year of high school into your junior year of high school you need to be hot uh-huh. no acne Tall. You need to be athletic. Oh, gee, I got the glow up. Oh, my God. Look yeah. at her. I didn't even recognize her. She's so dateable. Right. Whatever. And then you come into college and you should have, you know, you should define your aesthetic. You need to be partying. You need to have your yeah. friend group decided, blah, blah, blah. In your yeah. senior year, you need to be ambitious. You need to be ready for corporate America. Like, why? Yeah. Why is it that... I'm going to call these eggs. I'm going to call these eggs. And we are the people inside the eggs. Why is it that this, like, each phase has to crack at a certain age? Like, why? Sure. I was wondering where that analogy was going, but that landed well. It it makes sense in my head. Like, when I try to visualize it, I think these expectations, and I feel like this is for every age. It doesn't only stop at our 20s. Like, when you're in your 40s, you're expected to be something. 50s, 60s, blah, blah, blah. I've seen the um, Twitter posts especially where it's like... Yeah. You know, if you, here's the five things your friend group should be talking about when you're 29. You're like, Mortgages. What? Investing. It's like, talk about investments with your, like, a financial advisor. Yeah. With your friends, you can just be a friend. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like this romanticism has seeped in so deep 
at every aspect of our lives that we now expect certain ages to hit us a certain way. Yeah. And if it doesn't hit you a certain way, if you aren't accomplishing what media tells you to accomplish, you are having an exist- existential crisis. Yeah. You'll almost inevitably feel bad and feel like you're falling behind when you're not at all. You're not. So yeah. how how do you... I'll tell you how I'm dealing with this. Okay. How do I deal with it? Yeah. You go ahead. I think, like I said, I was really existential during COVID. I think feeling that same way. I think the same, like, the best thing I've been able to do is just take things very day by day. Yeah. I try not to, I have big plans. Of course. Of course. You know, follow me on Instagram, you know, help me blow up. And if I get more money, I can do cool giveaways. But like, blow up, be famous, this, that, the other. But it's like, you know, do, be a corporate lawyer, be the next OJ Simpson dream team. But it's like, but looking at all of that and being scared of trying to hit certain goals mm-hmm. doesn't help you anymore. I saw, yeah. I'm going to say I saw a quote. It's either from like a random Tumblr user or like Socrates. Yeah. Where it's like, worries never done anything for anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So instead of trying to worry about that, I just try to take... What do I consider winning the day? Yeah. Like, did I do all of my schoolwork? I should have. Did I eat healthy? Did I try to work out? Did I socialize with some friends? And just trying to be mindful of that and be like, as long as I win more than I lose days, Uh you know, if I hit three of those four things, or, you know, I did three days of winning, one day of losing, whatever, I still feel like I'm moving forward and that's enough for me. Yeah. Now, saying that out loud, is that the best way? Probably not. Yeah. I don't think people who actively want to go to law school are notorious for being the most mentally stable people. Yeah. They're kind of inherently a special kind of crazy. I totally agree, being friends with you. Yeah, but what's your method? I think for me, the biggest realization has been that we need to stop boxing ourselves. Like, we need to stop... What I meant is, we need to stop putting ourselves in boxes. Like, we need to stop hitting a certain age and being like, oh my god, I've hit this age. So this is who I am, this is what I want, this is my aesthetic, this is this, this is this. Like, stop doing that. You can always change regardless of your age. You can, I feel like you just need to see your, you need to see your life like a big color wheel. Yeah. You know, you may want different things at different times. You may feel different things at different times. And I think... You sort of need to see your life as one big gradient. Like, I think we need to stop comparing ourselves yeah. so much with what we see on media. And we need to start realizing that I can pick things from where I want to pick things from. Like, yeah. I can pick up a certain aesthetic from Pinterest. I can pick up certain advice from Tumblr or whatever. Yeah. But then I can also just apply it to my life in the way I want to. Like, yeah. I think start seeing your life as your, like, a color spectrum. Start seeing it. As this continuation of things, I guess. Yeah. Instead of seeing it as a checklist, like, oh, yeah. hit checklist, this age. It's not hard borders. I like yeah. saying it's a spectrum. Yeah. Welcome, we're Gen Z, where everything is now a spectrum. Everything is now a spectrum. Yeah. And I love that. I feel like you need to, you know, I think people should start seeing their lives as a spectrum. Like, if yeah. you think you want to retire at 40, go for it. Yeah. If you want to be Diane Keaton and become like a coastal grandmother right now, do it. Yeah. Do what you want. Ultimately, the most podcast take I could possibly have on this podcast is that 
we're a bunch of, at best, monkeys. We are. We're just sophisticated monkeys that basically just act like houseplants. Like, yes. oh, I'm too hungry, oh, I'm too thirsty, with a complicated emotion. But we're just, like, slightly less hairy monkeys on a random piece of rock yeah. that is quickly overheating. Yeah. And at any given moment could randomly decide to die off for XYZ reasons. And kill us. And kill us, yeah. Obviously. Like, some people this will make very existential. Yeah. For me, it's the opposite. Yeah. I find it's like, I'm very, my philosophy is very, like, Nietzsche-esque, where it's like, there is, like, it's not nihilism in that life has no meaning. Mm-hmm. It's, there's, life has no requirements. Yeah. You don't have to be pious. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. If you live your life, as long as you're happy with it, at the end of the day, who can take that from you? No one. Yeah. And that's how I like to see it. Yeah, and I know that's easier said than done because... Oh, 100%. It's like we have parents, we have all these people and all these things. And, and like, they all have different opinions. And money is real, and the economy is real, and jobs are or real. Now, tragically. Yeah, and like you need to give in to these things. Yeah. But wherever you can find that corner in your life, you know, even if it's an hour a day or even if it's yeah. a specific activity, choose what that thing is for you, Yeah. whatever it may be. And try to live and immerse yourself completely in just that. Because I think yeah. having one thing is better than having nothing. Yeah. I know personally for me, I really like nature. Yeah. So I start doing like my hourly hot girl walks yeah. in the morning and just enjoying the nature. And that's enough. Even exactly. Even if the rest of the day is, you know, soul crushingly. Horrible. Horrible. In my case, it's more just often boring. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I think that's an amazing message and I think that helps sort of deal with the idealistic part of things because you know everybody says all this stuff but it's like you know that it's very idealistic to say such stuff and to be like oh yeah see your life as your color board like no besties if the government needs taxes you need a job yeah even if your color board has 10,000 colors you still need to like give in to that yeah so it's like Try to re- like try to have control where you can have control. Start small, but start. For sure. Like, hence the podcast. That, uh, yeah, even if that means listening to the Leo Lens podcast. Yeah. And um, we'll be a weekly, hopefully, escape from reality. We'll we be, will be. We will be. Okay. Yeah. That's bold, bold of you to say. I'm a Leo after all. This yeah, is my identity. <laughs> but you do you. You know, this is, uh, I think I'd like to end on a quote by Emma Chamberlain. I don't know which episode it was, but she said, she was like, none of us know what the fuck is going on because it's like we're in a simulation. We don't even, we may be in one. Yeah. So the best thing to do is just figure, like, do whatever the fuck you want and figure it out as it goes. I love that. We are monkeys. We are in a simulation and this is life. And this is the Leo Lens Podcast with Sakshi and Nathan. Give us a follow on our Instagram, which is at the Leo Lens Podcast. You may be able to just search up Leo Lens. We're the ones with the super sick cover made by us. Of course, the and then we hope to see you next, next time. Week. Until then, bye.